0: well hello pitches welcome back to pitch slapped my name is kaylee hillier i love pitch perfect so much i made a podcast about it that's right this week we're going to be delving into bemily week last week our whole host of creators really got into bemily week giving us just a whole load of good wholesome content i love it And because there is so much, I've decided to just make this whole episode about Bemily Week highlights. That's what we're going to do. Getting into Emily Junk and Becca Mitchell, looking at everything that people have been creating over the past few days. There's been a whole host of content. I've thoroughly enjoyed just opening up my tumblr space and just seeing all the mood boards and images and hopefully we've been able to share some of those on our tumblr as well. I'm just amazed at how people can take these prompts and just go in all sorts of directions. So much fun. So let's get into it starting off with our actor news. Well we need to start off with the best news of the week. Anna Kendrick won her Kids' Choice Award for the favourite voice from an animated movie. She got it for being Poppy in Trolls World Tour. I mean, I'm just glad she got an award. Let's be fair. Who doesn't love a bit of Princess Poppy? It's fantastic. And she was actually there at the awards to collect it and everything. So not only did we get to enjoy the fact that Anna Kendrick won an award, but we also got to see her accept the award. She looked very cute with her whole getup. I felt like it was channelling proper Princess Poppy vibes with the hair and everything. So a big congratulations to Anna Kendrick for winning her Kids' Choice Award. In other news, Rebel Wilson is hyping up for her up-and-coming series of Pooch Perfect, which is coming out in America on ABC. And that is being released on the 30th of March. Watch this space. There's just lots of dogs, lots of dogs popping up on her Instagram at the moment. Clearly, she's a big fan of dogs, hence Pooch Perfect. Also, Hannah Mae Lee and Alexis Knapp are gearing up for the release of their new movie, Phobias. They're both in the movie. And it's quite a dark brooding movie, like, it's coming out on the 19th of March. And if you don't know what it's about, the plot summary says five dangerous patients suffering from extreme phobias at a government testing facility are put to the ultimate test under the supervision of a crazed doctor and his quest to weaponize fear. So, yeah. It's a horror thriller movie, and we get a double dose of not only one but two stars from Pitch Perfect, Hannah Mailey, and Alexis Knapp. So if you're a fan of horror, maybe you want to get into that. That's it for our actor news this week. Just also to give you a bit of an update, I have wasted... I don't know if you would say wasted or whether it was a good use of time, depending on your perspective, but I'm a big fan of Animal Crossing. I get to feel successful building an island. I got down an Animal Crossing like rabbit hole where I was always afraid of trying to what they call custom designs or pro designs and like making your own clothes or flags or whatever. And I ended up learning how to do some of it or experimenting. And so now I wanted to kind of put some pitch perfect elements to my island on Animal Crossing. It's called Isla Bella because I thought that was good themed. I've attempted to... Create some designs that are pitch perfect themed. Like we got a Bella's Island logo design and the trebles and Das Sound Machine. And I've also tried to create some of the clothes. I've got like the Bella's tracksuit top, Becca's outfit from Pitch Perfect 3 at the final when she's sort of singing Freedom. I've also tried to do like the cheap thrills outfit and the activity fairs outfits and stuff so i've tried whether or not they're good is up to you but now that i've done these designs let's just kind of open them up for people to use because you can share the codes and stuff so if you did want to have some sort of bella pitch perfect inspired stuff on your island on animal crossing if you're into that sort of thing I have put up some posts where you can get the codes and, like, see everything there. I think I posted them everywhere, so you can see them on my Tumblr. They're also on the PitchSlapped Instagram account and Facebook accounts. So if you do want to check them out, just check out Pod, And you can find the codes and see if there's anything you fancy trying out from that. And also, I found out there's an update for Animal Crossing with some, like, umbrellas and stuff. So we're going to have to make some more stuff. I'm going to have to make some more. So watch this space. I'm very excited. Just something else to waste my time on. Fe- feeling accomplished. There we go. And if you do use any of them, I would love to see them on your little islands. Don't be afraid to like tag us at pitchlapped or whatever. We'd love to see it. And just like see how you're incorporating a little bit of Pitch Perfect into your Animal Crossing islands. I'm going to stop gushing now. I just, it's just a proud moment! I I spent a long time building these! Let's get into Bemily before I gush too much because, you know, this is what we're here for. Proper, pitch-perfect content. Let's do it. So a few weeks ago I was very, very fortunate to speak to one of the creators of Bemily Week. And we kind of delved into how they created the week and picked the themes and kind of brought everything together and and got into a little bit of the mindset of Bemily. Because it's a ship that I don't know that much about. I've always kind of centered around Buckloe and kind of stayed in that happy place. So I was kind of excited to learn more about this ship that a lot of people enjoy and also get ready for this year's Bemily week. It started on Sunday the 7th of March and continued on all the way till Sunday the 14th of March. So they had like eight days of creating content. Just to give you a little bit of context, the week was eight days and the themes were starting off day one was coffee shop. Day two was secret agent. Day three was Taylor Swift. Day four, snow day. Day 5, Superpowers, Day 6, Dancing, Day 7, Skater Girl, and Day 8 was Free Choice. There were some really interesting themes amongst the pile of themes. I know the ones that I was kind of really excited to see. I loved the idea of seeing how people took something like Secret Agent or Superpowers to write a Bemely story and also coffee shop I thought was a really interesting one because it's quite a common theme and so having something like that and seeing how people take something that's often been written about and used a number of times but put their own spin on it as well so I just have to say that over the week it was just such a joy to see how people interpreted these so differently and the things that they created And I thoroughly enjoyed, not only were there a whole host of fixes that were made during this week, but there was, like, a load of mood boards and things. The time and work that people must have put into making these for, like, seven, eight days is amazing. I loved all the mood boards. It was, like, something that you can just kind of, like, open up your Tumblr feed and they're just all there. And they're so well done. I'm, like... The attention to detail to, like, make it all colour-schemed and finding images that match the aesthetic of what they're trying to say. It was so enjoyable. I'm just going to pick out a few highlights. There are more fixed than I was able to kind of cram in to this episode. So if you are looking to check out any more of the stuff from Bemley Week, there's loads of mood boards that you can check out on their Tumblr. If you go to the Bemily Week blog... Just look for Bemily Week in Tumblr. They literally reblog everything from the week. So it's like a good place you can go to check out everything that's happened. And they literally like reblog all of the mood boards and the images and the illustrations, things like that, anything artists have created for the week. You can see it all there. And that way you don't miss anything either. It's great. And there's something really nice about mood boards where it's just like a lovely little visual of this idea that someone's had. And sometimes they attach a little blurb to it, a little explanation. And because you have the visuals, like my mind will just race with all of these ideas, all these thoughts around what they've created. And part of me is like, oh, my word, I just want to like delve into these things. For example, there was a great one on day two which was secret agents by Pitch Perfect Dash Lost Girl Dash Rizzles, and they did this whole like spy secret agent AU with this mood board. It's just so good. Like there's like bits of police and there's like daggers on like strapped to someone's leg ready to like pull out, potentially get into sort of high action scenes and stuff like that. And you're there going, how on earth? Did they kind of take becca and emily and chuck them into this whole spy secret agent police fbi whatever you want to call it kind of world and to go along with this mood board they'd put a little explanation which just opened up this whole world and my mind just went with it this was their summary it says becca is a cop who is trying to get to the bottom of a mysterious group called the bellas She complains to her girlfriend Emily about them all the time at home. How can they snatch up criminals so fast and disappear without a trace? They always seem one step or five, according to Emily, ahead of Becca and her team of cops. Lo and behold, Emily is the leader and has to give up her identity when a hostage situation occurs. Becca's not mad, but she's definitely not happy about her girlfriend hiding her work from her. Emily promises to keep Becker in the loop from now on, thankful that she is allowed back in their bed after a week of sleeping on the couch. Isn't that so good? Oh my word. Like I was reading this with the mood board and I was like, I just want to like read this story. I just want to read this story, get totally into it. This whole idea that they're like in a relationship, they're hiding things and like Emily's behind this whole secret group. Alongside each other, but they don't know about it. Oh, it's so good. It was just so good. And the mood board just kind of helped to cement this whole idea together. Going along with that as well, there were some lovely illustrations. One by Gilded Ink on Tumblr. They did an illustration on day two for Secret Agents. And they crafted this lovely image of Becca and Emily, like back to back with their guns out, just ready to kind of get into the fight. Totally doing it is fantastic. There were so many, like, themed coffee shop ones. It was it was really hard to just, like, pick one out. The one day that I was quite shocked with, and just enjoyed some of the content that came out, was day eight, the free choice day, because you just didn't know what people were going to make. Like, what were they going to think up? And one mood board that just made me chuckle was one by Emily Junk on Tumblr and it's a like sweet shop, candy shop inspired mood board. It's so just bright and all these colours and just imagining Becca and Emily going to a sweet shop just was such an enjoyable thought because their contrasting personalities and imagining how they would both react. This ginormous, full of sweet, sweet shop was a joy. I did love the caption as well, where they were saying, It's inspired by a candy shop store, not the song by 50 Cent, okay? Just to clarify that to everybody. <laughs> to be fair, like, I mean, it's a 50 Cent song. I like the fact that they felt the need to just clarify that to everybody. <laughs> and it did make me want to go and eat some candy, with all the bright colours, just seeing all the sweets out. I just imagine Emily being so excited as soon as they walk through the door and just like going for the sweets. Becca trying to be like low-key not into it, but secretly loving it. She'll have this like nonchalant look about her, but she'll know which sweets she wants. Like, she's already a bit of a connoisseur on sweets, so she's gonna be honing in to get what she wants nobody distract her she's on a mission but it also makes me think becca although she's kind of nonchalant and not wanting to give off her excitement at the beginning when she's eating enough candy she would be the one to get like a sugar high and then you get to see becca just sipping around on a sugar high i want to see it she start off just eating her candy being like yep i like it it's good all cool and then it would just escalate as she just ODs on candy. I I, I just kind of want to see that now. It's all in my head. And a lot of the mood boards as well were attached to Fix so that you can check out the Fix as well as having this lovely visual of what they've kind of imagined for their story. One collection of stories that I thoroughly enjoyed and if you are just looking for a fluffy... If you're just looking for that fluffy hit, if you just want a shot of just pure unadulterated fluff Quirky Nugget on AO3 has a collection of fics for Bemily Week that are just so sweet. There's like at least three individual fics but they're all in the same universe and what they've done is they've kind of connected them together which they're calling In a Sea of People My Eyes Will Always Search For You Universe It's like an established Bemily relationship where they're together and they have a little kid. You know, they're like solid. Just imagining Becca and Emily with this kind of deep relationship and this kid and like doting over their child and how each of them would treat the child and the roles they would play in their relationship was really sweet to read. And you get these fics that... Just really emphasise that and just draw it out. And the cute kind of parental moments that you get with both of the characters is so sweet. I really liked as well, in the first one that they did, I Don't Even Like Coffee Anyway, they kind of established a relationship and also give you a little bit of backstories to how they met and you get this lovely origin to their relationship and how it all started. One of my favourite fix from the selection is one from actually day three of Bemley week but I feel like if I had like a fluffy meter this would be maximum like this would be a 10 on the fluffy meter it's just it's got all the things that just make this so sweet I mean we'd be talking about candy like the sweetness is just all there right now and The story is called, it's a love story, baby, just say yes. Day three was obviously Taylor Swift today. So hopefully you got the theme of the uh, title. It's available on AO3 and the summary says, Becca surprises her girlfriend with tickets to see Taylor Swift in concert. The younger woman's favourite artist. However, it's not the only surprise Emily receives that evening. You've got this lovely domestic moment at the beginning where Emily's like asleep in all the blankets and she's missed out going to see her favourite artist, Taylor Swift, a number of times. And so Becca wants to change this. She wants to give Emily this big memorable experience that she's never been able to have before. I mean, who wouldn't love their other half getting them tickets to see their favourite artist? You would be like the best. So Emily's reaction to getting these tickets is so sweet and the idea that Becca kind of thought about it all and got it all prepared and all of the preparations she made to make this evening memorable for her is just lovely. So there's like a whole host of just loveliness between these two characters. I just love the way that Becca goes out of her way so much just to show how much she cares about Emily and just her attention to detail that, you know, what she knew it was her favourite artist and she went out of her way to establish this all. And it's not until you start to read this figure a bit more and you get further into it that you realise that the preparations that Becca has gone through far surpass just getting tickets to see Taylor Swift. If just the doting girlfriend taking her other half to see her favourite artist was not enough for you in the fluffy meter? She goes like above and beyond. It's so good. And there's like this whole big moment that happens that involves Taylor Swift as well. I mean, you get a Taylor Swift fic with Taylor Swift in it. It's great. And going along with the fic itself, Quirky Nugget on Tumblr has also made some social media posts that you can see and it was just so nice to have these visuals to go along with the story. You get to sort of see people's responses and comments like from their friends and how they would react and it was just so lovely. And also the contrast between what Becca posts and what Emily posts. Just the difference in personalities, how they deal with things and yet Together, they create this lovely love story. So it's just, it's all right there. I loved it. I was actually quite surprised with the amount of people who wrote fix for day one at coffee shop. Because I didn't think this would be quite as popular a category as it turned out to be. But there were so many coffee shop AUs. I got really excited then being able to read totally different takes on a very common theme. I mean, the coffee shop AU is something that's been around for a long time. And so being able to take this ship and just see how everybody did it differently was a lot of fun. One fic that I thoroughly enjoyed. It's only a short fic was a fic called Crushes Are Safe Until They Aren't by Little Black Goldfish on AO3. The summary says, Becca Mitchell does not have a favourite coffee shop. It's worse than that. And this song was quite an intriguing story because I wasn't sure how it was going to go. It starts off with Becca at work and she's trying to get through some work emails, you know, trying to do the tedious tasks at work. And Chloe comes in with some coffee for her and she, like, places it down on the table and kind of disrupts Becca a little bit or is trying to make a point. And Becca eventually gives in and, and gives Chloe this attention And it turns out that the whole reason for this situation to happen is because Chloe is digging. She's digging around to figure out why Becca has a favourite coffee shop. And her theory is that she has a crush. And it turns out that it makes no sense for her to go to the specific coffee shop. It's not even, like, the greatest coffee in the world. It's it's fairly normal coffee. And... It's a little bit out of her way on her way to work, so like, why go there? And it was so much fun having this little fun banter, and the idea of including Chloe from the perspective of being the best friend and being able to have this complete banter with somebody like Chloe that has like no walls. Like, I quite enjoyed that just for the fact that she's not afraid to ask Becca the tough questions kind of put her on the spot because she can and she can get away with it we've like we've always kind of known that about chloe to a certain extent and so having her as the friend who can kind of tease and dig a little bit deeper into becca's dating life was a really enjoyable experience and i loved the idea that obviously becca's a closed book she doesn't want to give that much away and so chloe being chloe who has like zero boundaries is of course going to do whatever in her power to figure it out on her own. Which means sussing out this coffee shop that she goes to all the time, checking out the employees of said coffee shop. She's not like afraid of just announcing that at all. Like she is on a mission, Chloe is on a mission. She's gonna find out who it is that Becca has a crush on. What's really also fun about this story is the fact that alongside Chloe bearing it all out there and voicing her mind and her opinion, Becca's like the complete opposite and so as you read the story you get to read her inner monologue to everything that's happening, whether it's during this conversation with Chloe or when she's going to the coffee shop herself and her reaction to that. So you get like the two sides of this coin I also love that even though Becca may say face and say things to deny facts or whatever, you then get to read that in her mind she knows that she's just blagging this all. Like, nobody believes her at all. Like, she doesn't even believe herself because she knows it's a lie. It just adds a whole layer to this story that I absolutely love. It's this inner monologue of Becca and just digging herself a bit of a hole really and the more she denies it the more this goes on the worse this is being and she knows it as well like she totally knows that this is all just going to blow up at some point people are going to find out but the longer she can just stay in this little safe bubble of denial the better not only do you get a becca denying having a crush but then you also get to see awkward becca when she finally goes to the coffee shop herself and interacts with emily And although the interaction is so small, like, it's quite fleeting. I loved the fact that I think a big reason why Becca denies having this crush is because she is so awkward. Like, even to the point of just not really knowing how to act, what to say. Although she's met Emily and they've exchanged a little bit. And the interactions are so small and fleeting because it's a coffee shop. As I'm reading it, I'm just visualising Becca palming at herself because she just can't seem to keep it together. There's even like a really cute thing in there when Emily calling her Rebecca because Becca just hasn't been able to correct her. She's just had to go along with it. And so she's just a bit of a mess. For such a small moment... It just gave me so much in this fic and I must admit like I was so ready to keep reading. I was so ready to just find out more and maybe hoping that Becca's gonna get out of her awkward phase a little bit and be able to say more to Emily or whatever. And also it's just imagining Chloe finding out and what that would do. Maybe she needs Chloe to just give her a kick and help her just get out there a bit more to actually asking Emily out who knows also you get a little bit of emily's perspective on the other side where she's working with stacy at the coffee shop although you've been reading this fic about becca and her awkwardness of this crush that she has and she kind of wants to do something about it but she doesn't know how it was lovely that you get this little inkling of emily being almost the same way and that she's crushing just as much on becca and if you thought it was just sweet seeing Becca just being an awkward gay because she just cannot function with this crush, we also have another coffee shop AU which deals with that on the other side where we've got Emily being the awkward one. In a fic called Hey Girl, Do You Like Me? by Damien Gray on AO3, the summary says, Emily froze completely forgetting what cold brew is, where she worked and what she was supposed to be doing. She was beautiful, slightly scary, but absolutely beautiful. She had a pair of headphones she had pulled down to rest around her neck. Emily felt like she was watching one of them shampoo commercials, where the woman shook their hair out and it managed to just lay perfectly, or like the people coming out of the water in Baywatch that Stacy had forced her to watch last week at movie night. Or Emily works at a coffee shop and has a big crush on a customer. And this is like a lovely companion to some of the other stories I read where it's often Becca coming in to the coffee shop to ask for something and Emily serving but you get everything from Emily's side of things this time totally crushing on this customer. Emily being adorably flustered to the point where the fic immediately starts with Emily just freezing and just not knowing how to react. And I love that Stacy has to be there to pick up the pieces because clearly Emily is in no position to serve this customer right now. <laughs> and it turns out that Becca's kind of a hotshot music producer. I love the fact that because Emily is so frozen that Stacy has to be the one to kind of get the order, but also find out a little bit more about this person because she knows that clearly Emily has just lost it right now. Poor Emily just cannot compute. She's not functioning. You get these great moments between Emily and Stacy where there's just a little bit of banter there. And like the nice thing about Stacy is that she's so kind of confident and all there together that She's just like, Emily, will you just stop it? Like, come on, if you like it, just just ask the girl out. Like, it's fine. Get yourself together. And of course, the teasing as well. Like, Stacey's going to tease. She has the info. But what I also really love about it is, although Emily is so awkward and just a little bit of a mess in most of her interactions whenever Becca comes in it's really lovely to read a fic where Becca is almost the more confident one because you don't often have Becca as kind of the more suave a bit more together kind of person and also the one that's confident enough to ask a girl out that maybe they've they've seen or met at a coffee shop so it was a lovely like twist with that that I quite enjoyed and It was just a very sweet moment as they have these little interactions whenever Becca comes in because there's such a small interaction it doesn't take long often for you to get your order at a coffee shop so taking these tiny little moments and how they build up in the story was so sweet and so insightful. There's a whole lot of fluffiness in Week. I'm not gonna lie, a whole lot of it. I did feel like a lot of Bermelie Week was just this pure amount of fluff just uplifting my spirits. It was a lot of fun. And just, just making you feel that bit warmer. You know, if you're just needing a warm blanket, some good fluffy Bermily Week fix were the way to go. But there was one story that really lent into angst. And this one, surprisingly enough, was for day three, the Taylor Swift day. This was a story by Where Hope Lies on AO3 and it's called Take Me to the Lakes, Catching My Breath. The summary says Emily might have lost it all, but she still had Becca. And in the end, that was all she really wanted. So she let Becca take her away, hide her from the world for a little bit. She didn't think it would do much, it was almost certainly too late for that but if it would give becca peace of mind then emily would do it for becca emily would do anything at all seven years into their relationship becca and emily get away from their lives in the spotlight so this story is as far as i understand reading the author's notes was inspired by a Bemily Week fic written by author Moxie Morton on AO3, which is an AU series set after Pitch Perfect 3, but instead of Becca being chosen by DJ Khaled, Emily was chosen instead and she drags Becca with her. And that's a whole fic in itself that you can check out, but this kind of carries on from that And you have this fic where they're in this established relationship and so you get this whole heap of history that's been there not only for them but also with where they're at and so it sets this scene of Emily being this pop star Becca being this kind of hotshot music producer they've gotten to a certain amount of success in their careers but Emily's really struggling she's had to deal with the paparazzi and what the news are writing about her and maybe some just bad press that has gone out there and she just seems to be hounded by all of this bad stuff that seems to be going on people being invested in her private life and this story of her private life maybe it's bad relationships or things that have happened and she just feels like she's constantly getting judged all the time and this heaps on top of Emily to the point where she just kind of breaks. She's depressed, she ends up being very anxious, struggling with anxiety, and even where there's kind of quite a public outburst that she's now having to deal with as well, and, and the news from that and the press from that. So she's in really not a good place. So this fic does deal with some heavy topics, but I thought it was really lovely to see that covered and see how these two characters becca and emily kind of dealt with that and with one of them having this difficulty and how the other one reacted to it especially because they both live quite demanding careers and how do they balance that all out and so i loved how supportive becca was like she saw that emily was struggling she noticed that this was all getting a bit too much. And so they go away for a little bit just to kind of catch a breather and to reset. Becca's trying her best to help take Emily's mind off things and to support her, but sometimes she doesn't always know what's best. I think that was one thing that I quite resonated with was when you are feeling that low, it can be really difficult because people don't know how to react to you or they feel a little bit helpless of what to do. And sometimes they can get in the way and sometimes they don't. So going through all these emotions, and you kind of read into Emily and and her perspective of doing things because Becca's suggested it and she doesn't want to let her down. Just going through the motions a lot of the time. And it just felt very real, like some of the emotions and some of the things Emily was going through and her reactions to things. And what I really loved is, although, yeah, she was going along with, with things for Becca for a certain amount of the fic. It got to the point where she just had to kind of be honest and just be like, you know what, like, I just can't. I just need to just do nothing, or whatever it was. And Becca was just so sweet, being like, well, that's absolutely fine. We'll just chill, we'll just do nothing here. The idea that you would have somebody that understanding and that supportive to let you work it out and just being there, knowing that maybe they can't fix everything, but they're just that support, that was just so sweet to read and just you really got a sense through the fic of the deepness of their relationship, how they love and how they supported each other, irrespective of how successful they had individually gotten. I also really liked from this fic as well, that Emily's dealing with all of this stuff and Becca is always there to support her. But at the same time, she doesn't insert herself or give her opinion away on a lot of things. If if Emily's got like a big decision to make, Becca will listen, but she won't try and push her or sway her in any way. Like, it was really lovely to read that there was never an agenda with Becca, rightly or wrongly. Or even Emily sometimes got a bit frustrated because she's like, just tell me which is right, just tell me what to do. But she doesn't. She kind of lets Emily work it out and allows Emily to kind of express her thoughts and feelings. And she's always there to be so supportive of that. I loved that it created this space where Emily... Although maybe, yes, she's frustrated that she couldn't just have the answers, but she could be confident that she always had that support. If she decided to walk away from this career or this industry, that Becca would be there for her. She wasn't being dragged in any particular direction, and I think because of the type of industry she was in, she's probably being dragged in so many other ways, so it meant that she always had that safe space. I think that's quite... A priceless thing to have like not many people find that and i just loved it i loved that they were dealing with some really heavy topics they was dealt with in such a lovely way and just a pleasant surprise during family week another one by where hope lies if you did want to check it out was day five which was becca mitchell and the inconvenience of supers which is a really interesting take on superheroes and superpowers I think often when you think of superpowers, you think of like the Avengers or the X Men, the Justice League, like that type of thing. This fic gave me like serious Incredibles vibes. The summary says it's not that Becca really hated supers or anything, it was more that she just found them to be a major inconvenience in her life. They were always destroying the city, causing traffic, making Becca late to work. Throw in the fact that she now frequently cleaned blood off every surface of her apartment and often had zero privacy thanks to an unconscious form sleeping some new and mysterious injury off on her couch and Becca was pretty tired of supers being a fixture in her life. And so you have this whole superpower superhero story but with the twist of the fact that Becca's normal. Like, she she doesn't have any superpowers. You get this lovely perspective of superheroes and superpowers from just a normal person's perspective. And I can just imagine, like, if you're the average person living in New York with the Avengers nearby or whatever, that this might be your reaction. Just the fact that Your life is constantly messed up because of these superheroes. The city is often trashed, like how much of an inconvenience it is in your life. And also if you don't pay attention to Twitter or to the news, you could like walk into trouble because superhero battles seem to happen quite regularly in the city. (laughs) It was also really interesting to see which characters they had given superpowers to. I thought they suited the characters very well. Chloe's superpower I just thought fitted her perfectly it was such a good one and sometimes like I could see why Becca would potentially end up having arguments with Chloe just because of her power and obviously then this then leads to her meeting Emily and Emily's superpower is the ability to heal and so you had this first meet cute where Becca meets this hero in her apartment because Stacy is a doctor or, or works in the hospital and she can't treat supers there so she has to do it kind of like on the down low. So they come to her apartment to get healed. Emily's in this really bad state. She's just battered and bruised and all messed up. So their first meeting is a really, really odd one because like what are you supposed to do with this mangled humour? <laughs> just on your sofa and, and you have to kind of help look after them. You get this kind of juxtaposition between the times when Becca sees Emily just completely in a state and just ruined because she's been in a bad battle to the moments when, like, the next day, she's absolutely normal. She's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. And it really throws Becca in a bit of a loop because she doesn't know how to react to this. She's like, well, wait, one second... You you know, you were impaled, or you were just crushed on my couch, the next... You're normal, you're pretty, bouncing around as if nothing happened. And how she kind of deals with that in her mind. It was so much fun and, and also just... Although Supers will continue to be the bane of Becca's existence, she kind of ends up having to change her opinion a little bit when she ends up developing a crush for Emily <laughs> during the thick. And it was great to just see how that relationship built up and came about and also how it all kind of built to the end of the story. There's so many that I could pick out, but we just do not have the time. I am sorry. So if you do want to check them out, go and check out Bem Week. The last story that I wanted to highlight was a story called Somewhere There's a Light, A Sign That It's Alright by Moxie Morton. The summary says... Freelance music producer Becca Mitchell doesn't actually need this barista gig. She already has a well-paying job that covers the bills and lets her work from the comfort of her own apartment. None of that back-breaking minimum-wage customer service rubbish. When Chloe, her best friend and the owner of Café Bella, proposes some major changes to the shop that'll surely save it from its current path into bankruptcy, Becca doesn't think too much of it until she learns that one of those changes involves hiring a delivery person. Now this fic is an accumulation of three days from Bemily Week. We've got the coffee shop, we've got snow day and we've got dancing. So they're all kind of incorporated into this fic and I kind of really liked that. The idea that being inspired by these themes from Bemley Week had merged together to create one story. And it's such an enjoyable read. It's quite long, but it is just a one shot. And it starts off with Becca and Chloe at this coffee shop. And it kind of establishes the fact that this is Chloe's shop, that she's working really hard to kind of build it up. And Becca is the employee she's helping to support her friend and, and doing this work and the the shop itself is really struggling, like it's struggling to make enough money, they're not getting enough customers through and so Chloe has to really rejuvenise this business otherwise it's going to go under. I kind of love that they established this friendship between Becca and Chloe and again, I mean Chloe is just this ball of uh, sunlight and energy. And Becca's her like moody, surly self that they just bounce off each other so well. And it was really nice that they had this built up kind of really strong, established friendship. And although Becca may not own or be an owner in this business, that clearly she's supported Chloe through all these years and building it up. And so when they get this delivery person in and this big idea that Chloe has that Becca kind of supports alongside to... Rejuvenize this business. Emily is the delivery person. And what I loved at the beginning when Emily arrives is that the author kind of plays off the fact that Emily and Chloe are quite similar in a lot of ways. They both have this kind of sunshiny personality looking for the positives or the brighter sides of life. And you get these lovely interactions. I loved it whenever Chloe and Emily were kind of in the same room because... They just bounced off each other so well. Like it was just like they doubled the amount of sunshine in any room and poor Becca it then had to like double up her sarcasm just to like balance them out. She's almost like having to just pull it back a little bit from where they get to. <laughs> it was quite enjoyable as well to see how Becca reacted to a new person because it's not something I feel like's dealt with a lot. Having a character like Becca who's quite standoffish until she knows you enough to be that close and obviously you get to see that with Chloe, the closeness that she can get with someone. But with Emily, like, she doesn't know this person. This is a new person being hired in the business and she just kind of doesn't want to get involved. So you get to see this little journey that Becca goes on where she just... It's not that she doesn't like Emily, but it's like... I suppose, weary of this new person that you don't know anything about being involved in this business. Although Emily is all sunshines and she's very happy and bubbly, she also seems to bounce very well off of people. Like when Chloe's there, she kind of ups the bubbliness. But then when it's just with Becca, she's slightly different. And she bounces off of Becca really well. And I really liked that of... She could see that maybe Becca's a lot more standoffish. And so you get to see how Emily reacts to that. And what I loved, instead of, I think sometimes you would imagine maybe Emily would retreat, but we've seen it in the movies where, like, she can sometimes give... You know, she she sometimes stands up for herself and just this, like... A little fire in Emily that doesn't go away. And you get to see this a little bit here. And then between the two of them, Becca and Emily, they really like draw it out of each other. They really bounce off so well together. And maybe they don't realise it at first, but they push each other to be better. And you get to read this through the story of how each of them, maybe without knowing it, really just boosts each other up. And so although Becca starts off being very weary, she kind of comes into her own with Emily and it was great to see her just coming out of her shell and learning to be okay with this other person and it really kind of brought out this more, maybe more competitive side, it made Becca try harder at work and maybe embrace work in a different way than she had before. I just thought it was really fascinating how the author had used these two characters to really show this journey that Becca goes on. How this friendship builds up, how their working relationship goes, to the point where eventually it becomes romantic, and oftentimes Emily is the one that kind of pushes her to get there. And although Becca may say she's annoyed or whatever, like. I think looking back that she's grateful for those moments that she does get pushed and she does try new things or do new things. And there's a great moment where there's an open mic night in the story and Emily's performing. And then she almost puts Becca on a bit of a spot and just like, look, we know your voice is fantastic. Come out here and sing with me. And there's a point where you think, oh no, is Becca gonna walk out? Is this gonna go all wrong? But she ends up joining her on stage it's almost like she knows that Becca can do it and she just needs that little bit of a push Chloe is kind of in the background the whole time but secretly helping them kind of get together and and seeing how their friendship relationship builds through the course of this fic and so like there was just so much meat to the story and like how it all transitioned and built up from hiring a delivery driver to seeing this cafe get better and, and get more customers, them bettering each other at work, to what happens later on and, and their relationship and how that grows. I thoroughly enjoyed it, it was a lot of fun to read. I found it quite enjoyable how they just incorporated little bits of a number of days of Bemily Week into this whole story. Those are our highlights for Bemily Week. There's a whole load of other fics to read. I could have mention them all here, but it was well worth it. I loved all the different takes on all of the themes. And if it's anything like last year, there's a good chance that a few of fics may trickle out over the next few months. I remember last year, I'm pretty sure there was a Bemily fic They came out in like December or something for Bemily Week, so you never know, they could still come. But if you do want to check it all out, if you want to check out any of the stuff from Bemily Week, if you head over to their blog on Tumblr, which is just Bemily Week, they try and reblog everything so you can see all of the fix, all of the mood boards, all the artwork created for Bemily Week, and just enjoy all these takes that people have on these themes. It was a lot of fun. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, we are available on Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on there as we try to keep you up to date with what we're doing. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time, Pitchers.